Introspective, we seek opinions that's often neglected. But here it's respected, our style eclectic. If it makes sense, then we accept it. Can't reject it, it just adds depth to our perspective. This is your co-host, Vontae Swank, and you're now tuned in to another episode of Perspective Junkies. Junkies. On this episode, we had to talk about the recent unfortunate news of Brother Kevin Samuels passing and just the reaction we have seen from people. And we also discussed, should rap lyrics be used in the court of law? Um, Of course, you know, the recent YSL indictment has came out and, you know, there happens to be a lot of lyrics being used as evidence against his case and so you know we give our perspective on that and lastly more news has surfaced from the meg and tory case and so you know we're just giving the reactions to that as well uh super great episode please show us love on all the platforms but most importantly enjoy the show Okay, and you guys are joined live for another episode of Perspective Junkies Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, C. Swank, a.k.a. Codyocrates, a.k.a. Cody Knows Most. Joined by my co-hosts. Introduce yourselves. What's happening, family? It's your boy, Tommy G. Back for another episode of Great Conversation. Ready for it, gentlemen. All right. It's your boy, Vontae Swank. We in the building. Gang, gang, gang. Okay, we're going to hop right into it. The first subject, uh, a current event that occurred last week, uh, one of our, our good brothers went... Our good brother in the misogyny. No, our good, <laughs> good brother Kevin Samuels, our good attorney brother, he has passed away. Uh, first, of course, rest in peace to uh, to, uh, to Newt. But um, we just want to get everybody's response. There's been a lot of backlash, a lot of people that kind of felt like he stood for the the, the bashing of women, specifically back, black women, didn't really do a good job of uh, conveying his message in a positive way. Whereas there's many people that felt like he actually did convey the right messages and it was just, it wasn't received well. And that um, some of the disrespect he's faced post-death is uh, kind of crazy or overdone or overboard, given what he actually did, which was just, you know, express opinions. But I just want to get you guys' take on it. What do you remember him as, like, uh, if you were to say what his legacy was? And do you feel like, I guess, the, the negative backlash is warranted or overdone? I always thought of... I didn't realize he was y'all's frat brother, first of all. So that's pretty cool. But I always thought of Kevin Samuel as almost on par with Dr. Umar, but in the misogyny standpoint rather than the racism <laughs> standpoint. Yeah. Um, because he don't talk crazy to whoever he's talking to, whether it's a man or a woman. That's one thing I do commend him for is that he did talk crazy to men and women, right? It just so happened to be that whenever he was talking crazy about a woman, it got highlighted more. And I think that's the big problem is that us as a society, we want to pinpoint the things that we take offense to right even if it's happening on both sides you see that with race you see that with gender you see that with um academics you see that with money right if something doesn't resonate with you you're going to bash it and i think that is a direct correlation to what we're seeing post his death right the same people who are bashing him while he was here on earth and talking trash to these women are the same people who are bashing his name talking about yeah that's what you get yeah, you should have done better. Yeah, you over here talking about women, but renting a house. You over here talking about women, but your class, your cholesterol is high. Yada, yada, yada. 
And I'm never a fan of bashing anybody who's trying to lay to rest, right? Who's trying to be laid to rest. That's just disrespectful to their family and then them at a certain point in time. But I also believe that everybody deserves some level of critique if they're doing something that's wrong. Not saying that Kevin's messages were wrong at any point in time, but his delivery was definitely off every time he delivered a message. Every single time he was, he had a, he had a, Real tall posture, right? His voice was raised and he was looking people dead in their eyes with no type of remorse or kindness in his words. And I think that's the problem that people had um, because we live in a soft society. That's a whole nother story, right? But the delivery has to be there, right? And if your delivery is not there, you're not going to reach an audience. And if you do reach that audience, you're reaching them in a bad way and you're on their bad side and they're going to come back at you. They're not going to take heed to anything that you say, right? So I think for Kevin and Kevin's and for the Kevin situation, it's all based on this is the reaction that we're getting from people is based on uh, how he lived his life when he was here and how people perceived him to live his life when he was here. And a question before I get Vontae's take is, when you say misogyny, what would be, I guess, one example or one idea that you said, this is when I felt like he crossed over from advice to misogyny? I think calling I think calling women with kids the leftovers was pretty misogynistic. Like women with kids, like single women with kids, calling leftovers, I think that's pretty misogynistic because you're not going to call a man with a baby mama a leftover. He could still have a great paying job and be respectful to his mama and to his baby mama and not be considered leftover. Why can't a woman have a great paying job, a kid, but still uh, treats their baby daddy with respect and everybody else they meet with respect? Why can't they be considered a, an alpha woman or a stand up woman? Why do they have to be the leftovers? So right. that's one example. And I, I agree with that part of it. Um, so, you know, overall, I think he was an intelligent man. He knew what would sell and what would, I guess, cause the most attention you know what i'm saying like, i think he was one Key. of those like not you know that that's that saying of like um all uh all attention is you know good attention kind of sort of like yep. you know whether it's bad or you know whatever <clears throat> so i think he kind of went for that and i think women typically wanted to hear more about dating and why i can't get a man and like more than you know a dude would be going to seek that i feel like it's not in a male's nature to kind of like indulge in that topic and and want to like have the critiques coming from another man. Like, I don't think we kind of are cut that way mm -hmm. so that I don't think it was a lot of dudes even going and, you know, seeking his opinion. But I do think women were like, hmm, since he can give advice, like, you know what I'm saying? Why am I single? Or why, you know, I want to hear what he got to say about me since he went off on her. Like, well, he said the same thing about me. And then I think another layer of it is that, and I was told to somebody this the other day is that I think, Men, like, I think women have less self-awareness on where they stand on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. And not to say that dudes don't either. I think the dudes that think they're better or higher where they are on the totem pole, because they have the confidence, it tends to work for women. They're like, oh, he's confident. I like mm -hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that works. But a cocky woman that ain't looking up to what her confidence level is, it doesn't really work for men. So it, it never like heeds that same result. So I think the men who were aware that I'm not all that, they wouldn't even go in there to get embarrassed. Mm. And then the dudes who are confident in themselves, it tends to work. So they don't have to go seek it out. So I think that's why it was such an imbalance on who was going to seek that type of guidance from him and everything like that. Plus I do think it just draws more attention when he's going off on women. And like, like you said, I think sometimes his delivery was a little off, like, you know, 
calling people fat bitches and like, I'm like ah, you know, it's cool. Like it, it stirred up the drama. Like it was a good clip, but I wouldn't want that to be like my thing if I was like in that position. And so, you know, that's my kind of critique on him. His delivery could have been better, and I felt like he could have gave the real. And then found a way to build them up in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he could have been like, you fat, but look, if you work on it, you got a nice face. You just worked out a little bit, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. It was never kind of like, it was never like, what should I do? It was more like, but you what? You better get right. You better act right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like the physical advice wasn't there as much as like, you need to prepare for a man and, and learn how to cook. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was all those typical things that you would want to hear mm-hmm. in a misogynistic type of frame. But it's like, I felt like you could have build them up, build their confidence to be confident, but understand where they stand among the total. Yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like Kevin was always, here's the situation, but right. it's nothing to, but there was nothing to ever say, here's what you do with your situation. Here's how you right. get out of your situation. So like, you in it, figure it out. Right? right. I also want to hit on something else you talked about. And I think uh, for both genders, right, men, men and women, we both have, we both want to think that we are the exception to the rule, right? right? And I think to your point, like women were calling into his show and asking him questions, thinking that they were the exception to the things that he had been saying, right? And quickly realized that they were not, right? right. And I think that's perfectly fine for someone to be knocked down a a a, a peg or two, right? Mm-hmm. But but you got to be prepared to be knocked out at peg or two. You can't go into that call thinking that you're going that you hot shit and you're going right. Kevin's going to love you and he's thinking you're doing everything right. You've right. watched enough of the show to understand that it's not. And I think that after uh, after two years, people had to, people got to start to realize, you know, Kevin's not going to take it easy on anybody. And if right. we're coming up here trying to get um, trying to get some encouragement from this man, we're going to be sadly mistaken and right. we're going to be disappointed, very disappointed. Right. So. Yeah, you go to him for the humbleness, and yeah. I still feel like the craziest thing he ever said was that Sweetie was a six. I was like, well, he said Sweetie was a six. A six. Damn. But, All right. Yeah. No, that was outlandish. I, I, even that, even I disagree with that. Yeah. But I want to speak to something that you said. You said that we all feel as though we are the exception to the rule. And to just place in context, I believe a a lot of his conversation had to be one sided because of the time period we were in. I think if we were in, if this technology was available and we're in 1950s in a society that is more, I guess, observant of pleasing men and husbands and and taking that as a priority in a woman's life, then your attention can be placed more on men. You have to get this standard to reach these amount of women. I think if you're in a time period and environment that essentially says, accept women. In all flaws, in all ways, there is no real standards as to which to promote or say this woman is better or worse. Like, I, I think we're in a time period, and I've, always, I've said it in past episodes, I'm like, I don't believe there's really anything that's an acceptable standard to say this woman is better or worse because of this. You can't say, oh, your ability literally to keep up with your physical health makes you better because that's fat phobic. You could not say your lack of desire to clean or cook uh contributes to maybe uh your lack of spouses or your your people your partners because that would be oh you want you're forcing her into a traditional role you could not say oh well you know what i'm saying you dress a little more modestly because you're slut shaming mm-hmm. so what i have grown to say in my strongest opinions i ask any you know p- listeners to say what is truly the standard of great womanhood what would be something that you're like oh 
that is acceptable. We agree with it. And even though people fail to meet this goal, we still think it's a reasonable goal. I think the reason why he was widely popular is because we just are in a time period where it's essentially stated that there is no universal standards for women. There is nothing that we could say, hey, if you don't get to this, we can critique it. But as for men, the common things would still be physical attractiveness, financial wealth, ability to, I would say, adjust or acquiesce to the whims of women. In in general, this is the standards of what makes a good man. If you are a man and you're unattractive, you're not tall, you are not packing, you could still get joked on and critiqued. And that would be a reasonable and you, a woman wouldn't be va- villainized for saying that. Mm-hmm. Even though I would say, eh, it's a physical thing similar or, you know, maybe even less in your control than a woman's weight. So it should be held equal to the way that we view both parties commenting on it. If you can, if a woman can call her man fat, little dick, blah, 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 then a man can say, hey, you know, you overweight. If that has become villainized, then both parties are wrong or both parties are, it's nothing. Where does that come from though? See, I'm, cause I can think back to probably like the 1940s, 1950s. Obviously I wasn't alive then, mm-hmm. but you're standing for a good man. As long as you're a white man who didn't have holes in his clothes, you were a good man, right? But I think the standard for women back in the 40s or 50s was you had to have you had to be able to cook, you had to be able to clean, you had to be able to submit to your husband, right? Those are the things that made a good woman. I think the and standards it, in that time period for men was not just. It, I think is the ability to provide a, a level of of a, aggression that still I think is still there, whether people try to say it or not. You want to be a protective, a man that's in charge. I think these are some of the things that would, would go into it, and it's actually in the ability to keep a job or maintain like financial consistency were some of the standards for men. So that I, I don't necessarily think it is just white men. Cause I'm like for a black woman who dated black men, there was still a standard for a Hispanic woman who dated Hispanic. I think there's still a standard. I think it's changed. Cause when we got into the sixties and seventies, I think we just became the standards more. So were like, why does this make a person good? And then they questioned it. But I think we came to the conclusion that nothing is really proper or nothing can be stated out loud without a little bit of public shame for thinking it on the part of women. But I'm like, I don't think anybody feels nervous to say a man with no money is not a good man. But I don't think there's really too many categories of womanhood other than pure evil, like murder or robbery, that we say that actually marks poor behavior or poor traits or poor lifestyle. We, there's nothing you, everything is like, eh, what you think? How you going to tell her that? How you going to judge? I'm like, so I'm like, it's one-sided in my opinion of if, if one person was to critique mm-hmm. both genders, but one gender is like, we actually, we agree with certain standards. And the other is like, we question everything. The one that questions everything. Yeah. You're, we, everything was offensive because you question every, not, you don't take, you don't accept anything as a rule. You don't accept anything as a, I need to do this to be considered higher in the hierarchy of my group. As an intellectual, Cody, you can't tell me that it's not okay to question everything. That's just my first little statement. Wait, so what do you mean by it's not okay to question everything? I think it's okay to question everything. The standard. No, you can question everything, but if your answer is nothing, you're wrong. You can oh, question yeah. if two plus two equals four, but if you come to an answer that's not four, you're wrong, though. I agree with that. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, even you, you can challenge yourself to think, I think you could come up with three things that are obviously make a man a poor dating partner, mm-hmm. but if a woman... Other than just like, out, there's nothing that could be, for example, the only thing I think you could see for a woman, they might say pure dishonesty, because it's obviously there's no gray area in that. But if you were to say, for example, the unwillingness to to uh, to adjust your schedule or lifestyle to another person, this is something that is 
actually needed to be successful for men or women. Yeah. But it's kind of great. It takes a little complexity, a little intelligence to be like, this is the reason why you have no partners. You can't say that to a woman without somewhat being portrayed as you're controlling. You're, yeah. The fact that you are saying she kind of has to adjust her career desires to to somewhat get a man you're you're seen as like you're boxing her in i'm like i think for most men they're aware hey if you have a job where you travel the world several times a year it may uh impair your ability to find a wife like you it it might be a struggle Mm -hmm. just because of the nature of your job whereas if you were to say that for a woman it'd be like well like it's so much pushback and i'm like that's just a culture i'm like the culture is so strong so prevailing that people think he said a lot of crazy things i'm like i think a majority of men and 25 to 30% of women, which is above 50% of the population, would say, hey, there's a little bit of wisdom to a lot of things he said. I think there's a lot of women that would agree that's like, it's not popular to even agree with this man. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, well, yeah, if you turn 35 and you have one kid, I <laughs> you actually would be. But there ready. is a difference from telling a 400-pound woman. So I understand that you haven't had a, had very much luck with men. Have you thought about like getting a trainer or anything like that or getting a nutritionist? There's a difference between that and you're fat. That's why no man wants you. There's I a agree. big difference in That's that. That's why I was about to ask Cody because it's like I don't feel like a lot of people had a problem with the some of the messages. It's just like the delivery, like how Thomas said. And I want to know, like, do you feel like if it's the right message, like the actually like right meat of it is right, but delivery's off, do you feel like ah? We shouldn't be worried about the delivery of this right. Uh, no, I actually give. I agree that the message he, he delivered it hard. I would say I watch if I watch twenty videos, four of them, four of them, I'm like, yeah, too much. Even for me, I can't. Like, you you went a little wild or just something I disagree with. But I also admit I'm like, in a time period where the extremes are getting, we're getting closer to the extremes. Mm-hmm. Your your to actually combat it has to sound extreme. So if we get to the point where it's like. Women are almost to the point treated as goddesses, like to the almost to the point How like they're, they're above critique to a certain degree. Like you I cannot say, say and when I say <laughs> what I mean by that is that it's it's almost wrong to to question their honesty. It's wrong to to question any individual trait about them mm-hmm. without almost giving a paragraph of praise before it. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to say, "Hey, I love y'all. Everybody great. Y'all do a big thing." But somebody be cheating. Some of y'all be cheating. It should be, if you can't just stay, hey, some of y'all be cheating. You're getting to the point where you're not just expecting us to to uh, be respectful. You're expecting a, a praise that I could not even give to a man. Like, it would be outlandish to expect. For me to say, black men, we should improve in, as, as being fathers, I have to first say. But you guys have been doing good in music. You guys have been doing good in business. You've been getting more educated. But I just want to say, you got to do better as fathers or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. Why do you have to... to give all that before delivering the message. And if we ever got to the point where everybody was scared to say black men can do better as fathers, Mm -hmm. then everything was pertaining to that issue would sound crazy. And I'm saying we're in a time period right now where speaking anything negative about black women constitutes damn near racism or you're an aberration to society. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's not going to work. That's that because you're not even giving any room. I'm like, and they always kind of create these like, well, you know, black men have always been talking down. And I'm like, where? Like, where? where is the, like, they'll use us. I'm like, we, we just commented on certain behaviors. And they're like, 
you just don't love us, motherfucker. I'm like, it's deeper. It's you know what I'm saying. It's got to be some levels where you can actually. There's room for for analysis or discussion about what you're doing. There's room for what we doing. And if you can't eat it, I'm like, I can't trust your opinion on what is wrong. Like, even what you guys are saying in the 35. Now, I'm like, there's nice ways to say it, but I'm going to tell you, I think that of men as well. If you're a man above age 35 and you have a kid and you don't make X amount of money, you do actually become less desirable on the, in the dating market. No, I don't have to say you're a throwaway, but is the message essentially similar? Like you're going to struggle as a man. If you ain't, if you ain't making six figures, you have two kids, you 38, you ain't the pretty boy Floyd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Girls might not flock to you. Did I say something that shocked the world? I think I could actually get a little bit more explicit about a man and everybody be like, yeah, I agree. It only becomes an issue if I say this pertains to black women. I could actually kind of grill white women, and I think people would be like, yeah, hell yeah, I feel you on that, bro. But if I say black women also, if you're over 38, got two kids, you ain't found the one, it's, gone, it's a little more strong. Now it's like, oh, this guy, hey, man, you got, hey, you, you're doing the wrong thing. And then I'll pose this question so y'all think about this. There's levels to what wrongness is. I think there's a hierarchy of wrong and values. So to me, even with people saying that, I would say this is a man who is on a very low hierarchy of wrong. There's murder, there's rape, there's large political corruption, there's theft, there's some type of, you know, uh, stronger things that a person could be like, we really have hatred towards. I'm like, because his opinion was strong on these, you know, relationship roles, stuff like that, you feel like it's okay to disrespect him in death. But we have musical artists who may commit murder or, or serious crimes. But we like, hey, man, don't speak on that man. He's still living. Don't speak on that man. But we have a we can't we, we can't have no respect for this man who all he did was dress up in suits and say traditional ideals about marriage and relationships. But people who really kill somebody, people who really are influencing the young kids to get into gang life. We like, nah, man, yo, chill the fuck out. Y'all gotta get this. Y'all, y'all can disrespectful. Y'all some squares. I like the, that is the thing that separates your group success. Like, I, I just believe like you can't promote, you can't win when you have that mind. It's so backwards that it's a bad place to start. Your foundation is off. Like, there's gotta be levels to it. Gangbangers, y'all first. Whenever we critiquing, y'all on the top because you, you are directly taking life. And causing violence and fear in your community. Mm. Then second on it, we might say, hey, uh, anybody we know that's uh, messing with little girls, we try, we try to whoop your ass. You might be the second tier because you don't take away life, but you're doing something wrong. And if we catch it, we on you. Then we might say, hey, any political figures who are taking money from the community and using it for the wrong things, you might be third. The f Deep down the list should be people who are talking crazy on YouTube. That's not supposed to be... You talking down on him. You should feel shame for talking down on the man at post-death because of a controversial opinions. I, I just don't not, give that. Is it not like already a given that, of course, we're going to talk. We're, of course, we're going to uh, shame the people who are touching little girls. Of course, we're going to shame the people who are scamming their constituents. Of course, we're going to shame the people who are murdering people. Isn't it? One out of three. One out of three. What? People the rapists are, are going to get shamed. The other two... In the black community, maybe. If you're scamming, if you're a gangbanger and making music, you're not going to get shamed. But if you're just a gangbanger, you're probably going to get shamed. If you're a gangbanger who gets enough money to open a shop, 
is clean in the black community. Because you buy, I'm telling you buying up the hood. I'm just telling you, you, you buy up the hood. You, that's what that's what you are, he said. I'm, I'm just saying, if you, if you, but people still know you caught ten bodies to get the money. I'm like, so is Jay Z a bad person? Is Jay Z a bad person? You said what? Is Jay Z a bad person? He committed some wrongs. That I'm like, if in, in that time, if uh-huh. he had caught in a scandal, I couldn't just be like, oh. Now, over time, he's, he's you know, uh, gave some money to scholarship funds, did that. I'm like, in 1994, <laughs> when, they, when he was on the block, when uh-huh. he was still in his, I'm like, you can't, when you, whenever you make it like that, I'm just saying the precedent that you send for young men and young it's impossible. I'm telling you, it's just impossible for me as a young boy to be like, they get the ladies, the respect, the love, more famous, and we respect them in death. Why would I want to be a doctor? That takes eight years. I gotta go one hundred fifty thousand in debt. I gotta. It's not as much love, not as much hoes. Why would I choose that when I can get this money tonight or next month? I can be wealthy. Mm-hmm. You have to set a precedent that. And I'm saying other. I just say other groups, other age, other time periods. The key to it is shame. The little part. If you can't arrest the person, at least shame them. Leaves me like, hey man, you you know keep your stuff to yourself. We love. We might go to a party, but uh, you can't be held. To the same level as professors and doctors who are helping the community and people who are just having mentor programs and just out of the kindness of their heart. And I'm like, it's just weird to me. I'm like, when you have that hierarchy, you send a message that there is no code of ethics in our group. We don't got no code of ethics. It's just success. What I think kind of added to this is that he's someone who discourses on the Internet. And so Mm -hmm. when he dies, they're going to bring the discourse to the Internet. You know what I'm saying? Like. For the streets, they might be in the street like, yeah, he was a hoe, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? We don't hear that because they're not internet conversationalists, you know what I'm saying? And we not in the streets. Yeah. So, like, I think it's just very loud because he was very well known for bringing, you know, a conversation to the internet. And, And But I still don't agree with it, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it was right. But I'm just saying for somebody who didn't care about the delivery... I feel like people are like we're trying to return the favor of not caring about the delivery of how they felt about him mm-hmm. even post death. Right. And I think that in itself is it's not nuanced. Like it's a it's a, it's an aggressive, inaccurate view of it. So you didn't care for his opinion. So you disrespect him in death. I think disrespect for death it, it also comes into your moral category. Like traditionally, disrespecting death was only held for enemies of the country like truly bad deplorable people we almost have a rule that's like unless the person was like below if it was zero to 100 in character you gotta go below 40 to get talked bad about in death so what that would be people who are murderous uh serial rapists uh people who truly committed evils against society you are the people we get to talk about you when you die. we don't care if hitler feels bad you did some bad shit, dog. Like, we, we talking about it forever. And then people who have those, you average. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're a dude who had kids, you cheated on your wife once. We kind of like, yeah. Your fam- her family may have some comments, but we, the society doesn't hop on that. And I'm saying, even what you say, I'm like, with rappers, the thing that I tell, and, and artists, and, and I'm just speaking specifically in the black community because it's not everybody. I'm like, in our community, I'm like, these people, the people who praise, half the praise or what makes you revered is not people within the streets. The opinion, the positive opinion is preached by people like us. Ain't never touched the streets. Ain't even been in that. They're the people that kind of promote. The people in the streets can't keep the message going. 
they don't have the funds. They're not doing the same thing as the people who the white the, the white dudes who ain't did shit is half the reason Nipsey sells is straight. Mm-hmm. Whether people want to say it or not, it ain't the the Crenshaw Crips. You think the Crenshaw Crips is what keeps Nipsey Hustle's memory alive? No. It, ain't no way. You, you think that I, the he, L.A. Lakers are he, keeping he uh, Kobe alive? He was more of like a black heavy artist than than, than a lot of them. like if you think about it, like like for example, I went to one of his concerts. And you know, they say when you go to a concert, that's when the most white people show up. It wasn't really like that for his concert. So I think in his case, he's being pushed up by the black community and, and less by the white. Where'd you One see his concert? I, Cali, probably. No, no, I saw it out here. Oh, shit. I think it. Damn. Vontae left us hanging. Didn't even tell us about it. I don't th- I think also it's like. I like so but I also think I'm like, you, for him and his specific audience and how like big he got. Yeah. It would make sense for him to have a black in Atlanta. Right. I don't know what it'd be in LA, but I'm like he he wouldn't fit the category. He's not a, a young thug, for example. Like these are people that are a list celebrities that right. I think are. I'm like I. What the controversial thing is like Nipsey was big, but he was not. Right. He didn't t- quite touch that, so I'm like he was still a his his fame grew postpartum. I would I guess is what right. you would say. But Here's yeah, what we, I would say in death <clears throat> in death you're going to be remembered and talked about for whatever you did the most while you were alive, whatever people heard the most about you when you were alive. That's what you're going to be talked about in death, right? Kevin Samuel situation, internet sensation, right? Always bringing discourse to the internet. So that's what people talk about in his death. We think about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson made hits. So that's what we think about in his death. But Michael Jackson also had that amusement park in his backyard and was touching on little boys. Right. We don't talk about that now. We don't talk right. about that, but he was definitely touching little boys. Right. But we talk about his hits. We talk about Thriller. We talk about Billie Jean. We talk yeah. about Dirty Diana, right? So that's something we got to remember as well. The highlight tape. The highlight tape is what you're going to remember for, and your highlight tape is what's going to be talked about at the end of the day. Right. And we can't be mad about that. We can't be mad about that. But what I do say, and I'm with Cody on this one, mm-hmm. don't talk about people in death, bro. For real. They trying to rest easy. Give them at least three weeks. Give their family at least three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. Three give, weeks. Them, give them 21 days before you start talking shit. Yeah, let me really pose this question, though, before we switch to the next topic. Just because this was some rumors kind of swarming around. Oh, shit. I, my big cousin was like, the government killed him. I kind of wouldn't be surprised if the lady friend that he was with killed him. I can see that. What do y'all think? Like, do y'all feel like, because my, my cousin was trying to say that he was starting to tell black people like get in business and you know you he's trying to tell them that they worth it and you know what I'm saying like bigging them up to do things and I feel like anytime a nigga says that and then he dies they're like government was thinking he was too powerful yeah always <laughs> that's real that's real then, right, government killed time, Nipsey it's Shit. like with the rumors of some bad drugs or something like of that nature we, we don't have the confirmation of it but the bad drug type of thing it's like oh it's a little fishy when it's like Shorty was there. She's a nurse and everything like that. Whoop, whoop. She didn't take the drugs, or like, was he the one on the drugs type of thing, or like, was you know what I'm saying? Like, so do y'all think there's any skepticism of that, or like, do y'all feel like that's hearsay? I'm a big conspiracy theorist, so I'm willing to hear out any conspiracy theory. Uh, there may be some some valid points in there about maybe the his girlfriend had something to do with it, mm-hmm. but. I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't think those things have been in the forefront enough and brought to the mainstream um enough for them to even be considered true. Right. Um usually I mean if something is true but it's trying to be hidden, 
somebody's going to know about it. And you're going to see it on Twitter. You're going to see it on Vox. You're going to see it on the, the Wall Street Journal or something. There's going to be some sort of rumbling about it, right? Even if people perceive it not to be true. Um, so for this situation, this is my first time hearing about his girlfriend possibly killed him. So just because of that, and I don't I think it was the girl. His girl. I heard a lot of skeptical. It was like it was like a little shorty he was kicking. And I heard a lot of skepticism about about the the mere fact that he was even just you know dating just randomly a, a one night stand with somebody when he had so many con- conversations about the relationships or the sexual like behaviors of women and men. Nut. But my thing is this: I'm like, I think. First of all, I, I saw an interview where he is pretty transparent about his open dating and the way he goes about that. But in family and in in and uh, sexual relations and the way that you carry yourself, I think the most controversial idea that I think he promoted that I'm like I understand and most people understand that is like considered taboo to say today is that the sexual expectations of men and women are different. The role and responsibilities of men and women are different. What what the standards are that people will value from the opposite gender are different. So a lot of people would say, well, you was you was talking about all these single women that that was called that um that ain't had no man, but you over here messing around with a girl on a one night stand. I'm like, oh, so you're comparing the potential single mom with a man who has a like I, I've I've heard his child was grown. I don't think he's like uh, caring for any small children, right. and you're comparing the behaviors. Of this single older man to the behaviors of young women age 25 to 35. Mm, I'm like, even these type of mindsets, I'm like, if you believe that we're all on the same standard and that wealthy men don't have it different than poor men and tall men should be held to the same standard as short men and women who are very pretty are going to be treated and, and responded to the same way as women that are unattractive. I'm like, well, then live in your world and go by your go by your protocol and see how that works. I'm saying, yeah. The unfortunate news that I'm that people should come like actually it is different for men who are single in their thirties as opposed to women who are single in their thirties. Actually, it is different for men who who practice a more promiscuous sexual lifestyle as women. Actually, it is different for the way that you feel if you lack a partner and you are in a certain socioeconomic status. Like all of these factors factor into how the world perceives you, and people try to make straightaway claims. I'm like, it's just not the same. Like it's just. I, I can't even put it in that mindset because I know reality to not be like that. Like it's it's based on how much you make, how good you look, how how well the the public perceives you. What is your career? What is your status associated with your career? You direct porn, you don't get the same respect as a person that opens up libraries for uh, nonprofits. You think you just content. right? You think you deserve the same, even right. though y'all both make three hundred thousand dollars? Like no, like it's a completely different ballpark because of your field and all that, but. Let's get into the next uh, subject that we kind of talked about postpartum. Rich why, gang. Rich, why yourself? Yo, is that, what, what is that? It's young slime life, ain't it? Yeah. I was about to say, it'd be funny if I didn't know. YSL <laughs> has recently got his tr- some trouble. Young Thug, Gunner, the whole group. Shout out to Cleveland F. Because of uh, some RICO charges, many indictments, many, um, uh, I guess, charges p- pressed against them in these recent times. And a lot of people have a lot of reactions. A- I think that some people were make, mentioning that his lyrics or their lyrics were used as evidence against them in the case, and that's wrong. So we just kind of want to discuss the idea that the, the 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 content of your music should not be used against you in the court of law. That's one thing. And then B, what is the message that it sends when, for me, I had this question, Kevin Samuels is disrespected mm-hmm. in his death. Because he said uh, fat and old, whatever the case may be. You can't say fat and old, but YSL, 
the black community is in uproar because they just got caught on a charge. They like, man, that's crazy as hell. Hell no, that's racist. What y'all doing, bro? You can't be why as hell. I want to so, ask. Let's is just it, see. Is it, it genuine? Like, do y'all perceive it to be genuine concern and care and distaste for? Uh, for the criminal justice system based off of YSL's arrest? Or is it just joking like, damn, I just want another album? And I why used they, to think, why they get rid of them? I used to think the same thing as Simon's online. And then I come to the conclusion, I'm like, no, bro, it's genuine. It's genuine belief that they've been targeted wrongly. Genuine belief like, why are you paying attention to old crimes? Genuine belief that the music and their contributions in that way trump past doings. I just can't take anybody seriously who is putting a lot of emphasis on them being sent to prison and like that's the end of your life. I can't take you seriously. I understand the music is good. Like I'm going to miss Thug's music. I'm going to miss Gunner's music because they're going to be gone for a while. But I'm not going to sit here and beg and cry and say that they were arrested wrongly. I don't know if they were arrested wrongly. They probably weren't. They probably weren't. I I think there's a lot of things to consider within this whole thing. Like on one side of it, it's like you kind of hate to see somebody who's kind of he's kind of been a chilled out figure lately as of lately and he's like trying to do good ah oh, they waited uh, too late to do this right right, like, right it's I like feel it feels different and i think that's kind of like striking at the people's heart because he's kind of like og big dog chilling out status now and this is kind of like a lot of built up time to this and some people argue that like 50 bodies for like seven years like how many people y'all gonna let them kill before y'all like that was that's a good point though that's like, a very good point like, oh, <laughs> they're making this easy but seven years later it's like wow that was like a lot apd was chilling shout yeah. out uncle george so it's a lot of conflict it's a lot of conflicting feelings for me i'm a fan of them both for sure but if they if they did do 50 bodies then they do have to pay the price for it yeah, you know you're going saying? to jail for 50 bodies. but I kind of don't like how the RICO charge is set up. So pretty much it means, from what I read on Twitter, my Twitter education. Yeah. But like, if if one, if they're a group and one person on one side does something that benefits the group, let's say they go rob some cars, Uh put it in the group stash of money, then the whole group can get charged for it type of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, that's kind of tough. Like, what if Gun is like on the side, he's touring, doing his thing and like, People are doing stuff in the group's behalf. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you put all of that on? I feel like the Rico is really like a big pull to get people to snitch on each other. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> your chapter, right, right, is on the yard. How many people were in your chapter while we were in the yard? Less than About 10? 12. Yeah. 12. 12. All right. Yeah, so 12, 12 niggas on the cha- in the chapter on the yard, right? Three niggas get in a fight with letters on. Right, yeah. and the whole chapter gets put on C and D or suspended. Yeah. Is that right or is that wrong? That's right. That's right. That's right. I think it's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Three out of like that's twenty five percent of your whole. You said with letters on, so it's like of course. But if they if they're like this for YSL, nigga, boo, boo. They had a chain on. They definitely they had, they had a chain on. on. Hey, and then dropped the next thing. They said YSL did that. Why you still did that? Why you still did that? <laughs> Talking shit, <laughs> that they on it. I just think I like to me. It's it's like um, I think and and I, we've mentioned this in past episodes of like a subjective morality. So you have a morality that's not it's not based on like an actual rule, 
oh, thou, you should not steal. You should not kill. It's more so based on what you feel, the environment that you feel at the end, the timing, your your feelings towards them, et cetera, et cetera. So you lead yourself to kind of even believe, like, even what you said, I'm like, the Rico case. I'm like, in general, I haven't even heard it used against uh, uh, several groups. I'm like, oh, wow. Why did Walmart get charged for Rico Act? Or what something that can make me think Good people, point. people are <laughs> inaccurately being charged. The only people that I've even heard the term Good used point. for was the Italian mob or mafia. I said what uh, for. Yeah, met like cartel members yeah. and then, of course, this or like, you know, major gangs. And I'm like, it seems like it's kind of appropriate to me. Like, even what you said with the gun to the, I'm like, Keep in mind, the man has plenty of, of, of options of who he would like to produce his music or sign to, et cetera, et cetera. If you sign to somebody and you like, hey, this is what we does move he? with. You say, yeah, yeah, kind of does, I'm right? I'm saying if somebody took the chance, you got it wrong, right? I'm saying if somebody takes a chance, if somebody, hey, if Suge Knight pulls up to your crib and he got blood on his shirt, he's like, bro, I think you can wrap your ass off. <laughs> you trying to sign today? If you sign, <laughs> I'm saying, but at the time when he originally got, when he really linked up with him, I'm like, if you, if these indictments are accurate, there ain't no way you don't know, hey, this guy's doing something different at night. He ain't just going to the library. He ain't just going to the studio. Like, I, I think people make the idea and, and I think, also, we, we said this in the last episode, people will have a lot of life experience and meet a lot of people, but they won't, I guess, conclude what they what they know from their observation. So in my observation, street life is very hard to hide. Like an individual who's deeply engaged at a successful level, mm. they can be quiet about it. The best ones of them don't discuss it, but it's damn near impossible to be able to not realize, hey, what's going on? Like. Your phone's going off. You got to walk to a different room. You kind of a quiet guy. At this X amount of time, you out. You always have money. I never really seen you clock in. Like I just don't believe in the. the there's like a common idea that yeah, you, this guy was just a. Uh, um, people were just you know playing on the guitar in their garage, and then this guy comes and says, "Hey, you wanna you wanna deal with YSL?" Like no, bro. These are dudes that they in the music and they suggested they understand what they going. They take pride from it. Half the reason we give a little clout is because of belief. You actually about that stuff, and we believe you. We don't. Some of it is the music ain't even hard. Or like always excellent. It's a belief that you actually are explaining authentic experiences that makes the music powerful. It's if we were judging you with the fake dudes, <laughs> if we were thinking, oh, you fake, that ain't even good. Mm-hmm. People will be critiquing the music harder. People, I'm like, man, what the. You are you you you're embracing the idea that you engage in these acts, even if it ain't true. And I'm like, it's like if so, it. So let's dive back into the okay. question. Do you feel like people should be indicted based on their music? Yes, yes, I do. Any work that you put out to the masses, yes, you can be indicted on it. And the reason I say that is because I, I want, I believe that you should discourage, and gradually we have to realize that. You can't bring up murder as casually as we do. Like as a grown man, I always crack the jokes with my friends. I'm like, there's everybody has a role. When you're 15 to like 20, you are the young man. You're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to like uh, sneakers and jewelry, blah, blah blah. You're supposed to want to kick it with a lot of women. Like then you you graduate to different ages of manhood, different responsibilities. One of the biggest things that I think to fix the group is. Black men have to get it before you turn 30. It should not take, oh, I'm 35 and now. You know, I thought about it. Drive-bys ain't right. It took you to 34 to realize drive-bys ain't right? 
waste it took you you know what i'm saying like <laughs> it has to be relatively early within the ages of 20 and 30 that we realize this is our stance we believe in legality we believe in peace we believe in lack of i mean i'm um, not lack of but Less violence, less um, just emotional behavior that revol- results in nothing but but evil almost. And I think part of it real is is understanding the music in itself is inherently odd in its use of violence. It doesn't compare to any group. And I think we always, you know, when I was younger, and I even made the case, you said, "Well, rock music sometimes gets crazy." I'm like, I listen to rock music. Like, I listen to rock music. It don't it don't tie. It ain't even close. Like they worst music to me has a drug culture, maybe a little bit more suicidal, can get a little sexually raunchy at times. But I'm like, I can't say I could really call an artist or a group of artists that talks about explicit violence to the degree that my top 30 rappers might. Eventually, I have to conclude the actual way that you're rapping. We got to get away from it. Like and. When this these type of things remind people, like, damn, like, one of my favorite uh, thug songs is Die Today. The lyrics is, some niggas gonna die today. Some niggas gonna die today. That's a, a good <laughs> chunk of the... Li- I'm like, and I like it. It's kind of catchy, yeah, but I'm like... But I'm like, honestly, bro, like, it feels like... I couldn't explain that to anybody other than my own people. I couldn't explain 21 Savage, like, saw the gang shit. Heard <laughs> the gang shit. Slaughter gang shit. Like I remember thinking, like I can't explain this to no old people. I can't explain it to no white people. I can't explain it to no. It is ignorant. You guys are right. It's wrong. If someone wants to catch us on it, I don't want the individual person to deal with trouble, but I do want the energy to be restricted. I don't believe the energy should be promoted or praised. And I guess sometimes that starts teetering. If you say that, you you in Uncle Tom uh, village for black people. They like, oh, this man, he going anti-violence, anti-gang, man. Cody, shut up. I ain't trying to hear all that shit, dog. I'm like, yeah, and, and we can't win that way. We just can't win with that mindset. Like, I, I mean, I agree, but mine's on a different perspective for why I agree. Like, if you put out a tweet that says, I'm going to kill the president, you're going to get arrested, right? If you put in a song that you're going to kill the president, you're going to get arrested. So why is it that people are so worried about the fact that somebody's lyrics about them killing multiple people got them arrested? You said what you did or you said what you were going to do. It happened. People found out, heard your song. Now you're arrested. Now you're in jail. There's nothing wrong with that, I don't think, right? Because that's just the natural course of action. If you say that you did something, you snitched on yourself. That's ba- that's that's what YSL been doing. They've been sitting on themselves for seven years. Well, what do you say to the person that says if they weren't in impoverished areas, if they had opportunity to better jobs, better education, that they wouldn't have committed those crimes and then made that music? If they were in better areas, they wouldn't have committed those crimes. Like if they had gotten received better education, better resources, they wouldn't have committed those crimes or made that that you know made those made that music. It's possibly true. If they had better resources, they had a better vision. They probably wouldn't have made that music. That's possibly true. I mean, there's a there's a great balance between nature and nurture. Like you're born with certain things, but also certain things are built into you be- as you grow up. And I think they were born in an impoverished area. So there was a little bit of nature in there. Right. That could have been broken and needed to be broken. But it was nurtured by the area that we're in. Staying on Cleveland Ave is not <laughs> staying on Cleveland Ave is not where it's at, bro. It's not I, where it's I, at. I will say, though, you have to be a, a cocky fella to be like. Actually, getting people killed, and then like on the song, like we paying lawyers for all the killings. Cocky or stupid? 
Everything. He didn't like, say we paying lawyers for all the killers, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, is, he said that. Wild. He's go like the police and the they know all the business. We oh, paying lawyers for all the killings. Shit. And people who defend it, the people who defend the lyrics, like this is art. My thought to you is just like, to what extent do you realize, hey, this is bad art. This is not quality art. Like, there's better ways to. I, I, I always like. I've kind of come to Edgar Allan Poe was murdering people in his poems and his stories. But he was in the he was in the the uh, the niche of horror literature. This is the niche. And of even even then, gang shit. but even horror then, <laughs> even then, even then, I would say like, uh, it's. It is some kind of crazy stuff that you know. <laughs> I agree with I'm that. like, how did he go? I'm like, I'm trying to remember how he, I'm like, I feel like he went in a dark way. He killed himself, I think. Every guy put committed suicide, right? If he yeah. did, if he did, it would be like, well, hell, that's not good evidence. <laughs> like, it's the the power of the word, the power of written word is so powerful. The power of audio and speaking on things is actually powerful. So to say people's words should not be held to that degree. And I, I saw a video where Nicki Minaj actually said, well, imagine if they were arresting all the directors who had violence in their movies. And my thought is, I'm like, you're comparing literally the bad guy dying in a movie to a, a song where someone's saying, we about to kill some people. Like, like literally, in, they, they're promoting it in a behavior like... If it's a persona built for entertainment, is it not? It's like there are fictional characters in, in some sense. Like, If you actually... Okay, well, let's, let's think of another example. If a director... Was to direct movies depicting the murders he actually carried out, then I would say it's an accurate comparison. But if you're just using violence and you've never engaged in it, and no one that ties you to it is a di- so, it's so a- it's okay to promote violence if I'm not the one doing it. What, what is a mo- in a movie when you say promote it? Give an example of a person that promotes violence, like with, for no justification. Like what would be a movie that? Because to me, I think all mo- you said you want power, power. Uh, you know, Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent, Tommy uh, show. In that, okay, it, that that's a great example. In that show, the main protagonist, he actually decides, I want to get out of the career, and I want to go clean. His wife actually kind of drags him or influences him to continue his business. I think this to me would be, yeah, that's an acceptable depiction. A person who has a conflicted uh, complexity in his life, he loses family members, he dies. There's sadness and tears throughout it. I wouldn't necessarily say it is a direct promotion of, hey, you should do that. It's like in every scene, the man is saying, I regret the decisions I made. I'm trying to get out of this motherfucker. And to say, to compare that to a song, it's like people rapping it like, like people get, <laughs> and people get drunk and hyping up the crowd. Like, yeah, put up on that nigga's name. Like, I'm like, you trying to say, I'm like, I get it on paper. What's it's real? cute. But I'm like, really? Like, does, is it really yeah, similar? Me really me this though, like. What percentage of rappers you think are actually living what they're saying? Like, if you could give a percentage. 70? 70? Really? That high? No. When I say I living, so. do you, okay, when we say living, do you mean they did it and now they're famous and they don't do it? Or are you saying never did it? Have done it before. Well, yeah, about 70%. Okay. Like, I don't think they get famous without hard. doing it because they're not it's super hard. lyrical. You know what I'm saying? Like, People continue to to rap it as if they're currently doing it. So, like, let's just say, living, living Rio, we talking about YSL. So, drop something in the comments. He teaches in Chicago, and he's a he's a big proponent of like gun violence and and music. Like that shit's got to go. Uh, and yeah. he, he just drops. Yeah, I'll be back in. 
So yeah, like let's factor in that some of them get rich and don't do it, but still rap is like like Migos. Like, do you think they're currently still doing what they're like? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think that percentage is? I think that Migos engage do it engaged in it in a small degree, but still much greater than the general audience. So it's like it's real enough to feel real, but fake enough that there's certain people that could pull their cards, but not the majority of the public. So I'm like, we can even make an example. Like, if you even make up to twenty thousand dollars in drug sales, you've already probably exceeded eighty to ninety percent of the population in drug sales of, of, of people who have never engaged in that activity. But there's people who, if you know anything about drugs, you know, hey, it's pretty lucrative. It's people that make millions. So. To the people who are making millions and have like 20 people underneath them and a couple of, like, yeah, you ain't do nothing. You ain't in this field. But to the majority of people, like, you still engage in some, you, you face some time. You got us malligate. You, you were doing things that would say you engage in street life so you can participate in their code, their blase blase. But yes, you weren't as serious. But I'm like, as far as people, I think nowadays, maybe even back in the day, you could have faked it more. But I'm like, in, since our time period, we graduated high school in 2014, so think of that time period. I think a lot of people have access to internet. They'll go and look up your criminal record. They'll go up and look up, you know, how you was in high school, middle school. And for the most part, it's very difficult to not to reach a level of fame faking it unless you did something. You got to risk something to kind of t- even though the most famous one is 6 9 I'm like, yeah, he was snitched, but he actually was hanging around bad he was his risk was that i'm actually in the presence of people who really do this mm. it's very difficult in our day like a lot of people like i think they're thinking of like the 90s like uh vanilla what's a milli vanilli to do that was getting held up like i think they're they're thinking of an old school literally just coming up with a fake image i'm like i actually don't believe that's uh as easy to attain in modern day because of just the amount of phones and, and technology and records somebody gonna say hey shit you ain't never even been to, to uh county jail let alone real print. You ain't did nothing. People can pull your card so quick yeah. that the people that are acting like it these days, and, and that's why we're seeing an increase in like arrest and things. And like I'm like, I think they actually engage to a certain degree. Now, the things that I can say that I'm like, it ain't serious to me that can get a lot of people in trouble. I'm like, I don't really count large drug busts because a rapper might, you know, he might get a lot of weed and then get caught on a bus or something like that. Ain't you know what I'm saying? Like those type of things. You can say that about guns too, because they gotta protect. You do gotta protect. I think that you cannot say that because I'm like I think most people. If you can get a tour bus, if you reach anything over seven figures, it's reasonable to say you could actually afford to get uh, reasonable security. Like that is actually an extra thing. Like I don't I, I don't think all celebrities struggle with an ability to find security. Good uh, security for, though, because wasn't there a, a rapper, a female rapper, recently whose security set them up, like and got robbed? I, I'm, I'm not, yeah, that. I'm not aware. Of yeah, that. That is I want to say it was mulatto or something like that, but yeah, security. They she got robbed on the street, like going from event to an event, uh, because her security set her up. Oh, that's her crazy. Jewelry yeah. taken, money, phone, all that shit. But I do think you need more security when you actually did. Like I agree, with Usher that. Yeah. needs security. 
But if Usher was selling cocaine for 10 years, he would need a lot of security. You need a legal gun. And the thing about that is those people who are doing that and get security are hiring their security based, like, from their already current group of hitters. Right. Like, they get security based (laughs) off hitters. So he's getting the gun. Like, he's like, I got a record. I can't get no real guns. So I'm like, yeah, well, that's a miscalculation on your part. But you know what I'm saying? That's neither here nor there. But we're going to get to this next topic. Got to make everybody mad. Got to make the ladies mad with this one. Oh, shit. Megan the Stallion. She recently, there's a, a, I guess, a report that came out showing some of her, uh, that she, uh, I guess the police said that she had glass fragments in her, her ankle and foot, not actually the bullet or whatever the case may be. People are saying, okay, well, there's dishonesty. Like the common pushback behind that has been, um, this is actually a report from the cops. Um, that occurred a while ago, like at the time of the event, and it's not actually evidence of any new information. Like we've been new this, but a lot of people were kind of. I, I think it's overwhelmingly the response has been like, hmm, seems a little fishy, dishonesty, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So just kind of getting you guys take on it. Like, uh, what is, what is, what do you think when you I guess saw that information, or what's your take on the case? I'm just like tired. I feel like there's a new development that takes you this way, then a new development that takes you that way. It just feels like a male female war. Like he said, she said, right? But I, it's not too many on like opposite sides. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like most females, not saying all, but most are like he could be lying. It could be this. It could be that. It could be this. And then there's a lot of dudes like hell no, she lying. You know, it can't be real. Like. I just feel like this is something that's almost dividing us more than it should be because it's it's, it's so like eh, at this point like nobody died, nobody's career is ended from mm-hmm. you know it's like not no injury, so it's like let's just close it. I think <laughs> I think the Meg and who was it? Was it Tory? Yeah, that's who it was. I think the Meg and Tory case is a like a perfect depiction of how frugal and how flexible we are as a people and how easily we can be pulled from one side to the other by one simple incident or by one simple statement right in the beginning of it everybody was on meg's side it was like yo tori has a track record of being wild towards women so everybody's gonna be on meg's side instantly then a little bit of information came out talking about like yeah you know maybe he didn't really shoot her now people are pulling towards tori's side the other piece came out was like, nah, they were arguing and Tori was hitting her. All right, now people pulling back towards Megan's side. And then now this information comes out about the glass in her foot. Now people pulling back towards Tori's side. It seems like it, it goes toward it goes to Devontae's point where people I feel like people are just getting tired with it, or people are soon going to get tired with it because I'm starting to realize that any bit of new information that comes out is taking people in a different direction, like you're saying, Devontae. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it just shows how how frugal we are as a people and how easily we can be swayed by a statement, whether it's true or false, a headline, a headline. That's all it is. We're, we're here for the headlines, seven second videos. That's all we can take in now. We don't want to really dig into it and really figure out information for ourselves. And I think that is, that is the, the real crux of the issue here, right? Like people aren't waiting for all the, all the true facts to come out. People are taking every single small statement that comes out as facts. DJ academics could, could tweet something tonight and people are going to think that is facts based on the situation right. just because he's got he's got a little bit of clout. He can come out tomorrow and be like, ah, I was just bullshitting. Right. And that's very easy. To me, I had a, a pretty similar stance throughout because I knew once she denied the, the, the relation, the romantic relationship between her and Tori, that's when I became the most skeptical. I think it's a lot of people that become skeptical. I'm like, it doesn't quite 
Tourist Mac. Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense that they they had no type of romantic like ties. And to me, once she was dishonest about that, this would be something that I naturally have with any situation. Man, tell me, hey man, uh, Shorty uh, was whooping my ass. She broke a window. She did, etc. And then I say, well, wait, well, y'all sleeping together? And then he started getting, you know, stumbling, a little quiet. He ain't saying on. I'm like, you're being, you're lying. Mm. And if you lied on that, I can't, I'm not going to damn any woman until you could tell me the truth. If you can't tell me, and there's a lot of, this is a common thing in men, in men's world. And I tell dudes this all the time. Like, Monte uh, might have been around when I'm saying it before. I'm like, if a woman, before, when a dude goes and tells me his story on why a woman is crazy, some of my first things are going to be like, well, are you with her? Do you cheat? Have you committed to her? Have you public publicized your relationship? If so, then I was called. If not, then I'm like, hey, you know, I, I am more lenient on her reaction. It might drive a woman insane to know she's with you all the time, loving you, and you in the public acting as though you don't know her or you're not attached to any woman. So at that point, I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't judge her actions anymore to the same degree because I believe you're behaving in a way that can that can uh, be perceived as dishonorable. It's not even, you ain't moving solid. So her reaction is solid. I don't think she's crazy yet. Now, if you were to be in a relationship with a woman, everything is straight. And she's just so jealous. She uh, calling while you mid interview or mid um, uh, conference call with some people. Now she's committed crazy acts because y'all in a relationship together. You Mm. didn't cheat. She's just her insecurity. Her emotions made her irrational. It's the same in this situation. I'm like, if she was to say straight up, look, I used to mess with a man a little bit. We, you know, we cried over our mom's passing, blah, blah, blah. So we got into a little scuffle. He was shooting blindly. He was drunk. He ain't mean to hit me. He got me. But he talking crazy. So now I'm pushing him charges. You got me. Sounds very believable. Like, that's a, a feasible story. To come in and say, I ain't never been with the man. I never messed with him. There's some stories that, you know, my friend and I have fallen off in regards to some relationship between me and Tori. Uh, Tori releases an album, you know, basically expressing like, you know, I had a little, we had our little moments. Like, I don't know why you telling the story this way and you don't have a strong really rebuttal to that, even though you're a musical artist and you could, I mean, if you wanted to, you could drop a whole mixtape explaining why you disagree with it. Like, I just feel like the time period where everybody is prone to believe you to do things that make people be like, question you is louder than it is. It would have been back in 1995 when we were inclined to question both sides i'm like we in a a time period where it's illegal to really say i can i'm questioning her side Mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying like it even at this moment with all this information the years gone by it's still weird to say i'm skeptical on both sides people would the only acceptable answer is to say obviously megan got shot something uh something's wrong with tori uh fuck him like that's the only acceptable response from the public i'm like "Mm, i don't agree with it i think it's just it's the story doesn't sound logical without admitting there was some type of tie or something that brought y'all together beyond just oh i just say hey and we talk on twitter i'm like why what if you can explain the reason why a person would be that mad then i get it i'm like i haven't seen anything in his his past that just suggests he's just shooting at the feet and saying dance bitch to several random women throughout his career i'm like it sounds oddly specific oddly emotionally charged what is the reasoning behind it and i think the fact that people aren't looking for that's weird damn bitch yeah he has a character but i'm like i can't see him saying it to a girl he never kicked it with i think that is what makes makes megan's story believable to a lot of people is that tori has a track record 
And that's a bigger What's issue. What's the track like, record of what? He been beating women. I was about to say bitches, but they're not bitches. He been beating women. And he just had a wild. Tory. I didn't I didn't I never asked you. Yes. He's with his hand on multiple women. Too, like, it's very bodacious, kind of like, you know, out there going in. But my my thing about it is it just makes me sick from the humanistic side of things. Like the fact that there was people there. And they not stepping like, up. We, yeah. why, we get, why is it so hard to get the truth? Yeah. There's people there. It's people that came to the rescue to pick them up. It's police. Like, if everybody's like, yeah, I did see something in the foot. Like, or she was, you know what I mean? Like, why is it so hard? Like, it shouldn't be this hard when, like, there's witnesses, people that came to the scene. Like, like it's too many people that were there to make this a like, difficult thing that has to be run on and dragged out. And and, and I'm, to add to what you're saying, I think it's this simple stuff. If you're a white middle-aged man and you came and you saw there was no bullet, you don't want to get on Twitter and say, hey. Uh, you guys know this superstar African American young woman that everybody likes. I think she's telling a dishonest story. It wouldn't be a good situation for you. The only person who could really say anything to really confirm yes or no, I think it would uh, it would probably have to be a young woman of color. Cody, to push back on you, that's not an excuse. Just right. because people are gonna look bad, look down on you what you say. Yeah, you gotta go to court. Just because people are gonna look bad on look down on what you say doesn't mean you shouldn't tell it. If I I'm just saying I and I understand that. You can even say, yeah, people should be braver and more courageous. I'm just saying if I'm a middle aged white man oh, so and I got a reality. Huh? Yeah. You're reality. All right, be careful now. Yeah. Be I'm, careful. And I'm gonna give you that reality. Next episode, I'm gonna give you some reality. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked we talked about that and we can talk yeah. about that next episode. But all look, right, I'm <laughs> giving the reality is that if I'm a middle aged white man, given the context of the situation of police brutality and the uh, racism and and people saying that police are acting unethically towards African-Americans, I would not jump in a pop cultural situation like this unless I know they need, like, I just, it just wouldn't be my urge. I would say, I would, they did a police report. Keep in mind that Mm -hmm. the police report wasn't enough. Like that, that people were like, man, man, y'all believe police reports? Like, so I'm like, (laughs) so I'm like, let's not say that nobody comments. I'm like, the bodyguard and the girl have said some, you know, they've had some comments. Y'all can go, you know, read the article. I'm like, wait, I ain't going to say that nobody speaks, spoken on it. I'm just saying, I come to the conclusion, I'm like, even what is said, it's only one type of person or one type of critic that would be respected. And I'm thinking it would have to be a random young black woman in the vicinity or anybody who affirms Megan's story. It ain't going to, to be for it to be Tory side that agreed upon. It would be like it needs to be like 10 witnesses mm-hmm. for Megan's side. It's like you just need one woman. Any one woman just say, hey, I believe I, I said I saw that. Or her I'm like, to say we're it. not going to just go off of. Oh, y'all, you, you, y'all are almost speaking as though you expect people to listen to a police report or a doctor's <laughs> note. Like, nah, they ain't listening to that because those could be biased. They need more than just a police report and the doctor's note. Like, come on, guys. Like, that ain't suffice. I think, I think it, it also highlights the power of money because, like, you can, like, change truth and fact with just a lot of money. Like, because, <laughs> like everybody's skeptical. Like, who did Tory pay off to get this person to say this? Or, like, who did Megan go to? What doctor did she go to to say that there was a bullet in there? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many, like, you can't even question, like, what's real because money can change anything, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. Money's a real variable now. That's a real variable. And I think, and even that to say that, like, she was quiet initially going into it. And then I think a lot of times the, 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 the tie went the other way when she had the interview with Gail King recently. 
And, and people, Gail, anybody who does an interview with Gail King, you know it's going to be a dub. Gail is always here to to bash men, bro. Yeah. I mean, anyway, she had that interview. He had that interview. <laughs> Sorry. So I just think I think a lot of people's critique was like, why would you be quiet pre going like going into it when you could have explained, could have had like more public responses to this thing, and then in the case because the, the explanation was always, why would I speak on an open case? This is mid case. The case is still open. And she goes and does a public, nationally televised damn near uh, interview. I'm like, that to me is, I, if I was just, you just think on your basics. I'm not even trying to damn either or. I'm just saying, for me, if things is going left and I get a call from lawyer like, hey, bro, you need to go ahead and do an interview and just tell people your side, kind of get the public into it a little more, I would do that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like something you do when you're like, yeah, we win this case. It's going down. Like, hey, yeah, y'all keep watching because this man going down. I'm, I just wouldn't do, I'm like, I wouldn't do it. If I was, if I knew we won it, I'm going quiet until, until the verdict drops and I'm dropping my album the next day. Mm. That's what I'm doing. If I, if, if, if I had been, if I had played a quiet role prior to. So I, I just think it strikes people as odd. Like, coming from the perspective of somebody who's never been in real trouble with the law, right? If you know that there could be an issue with your story, right? But you also know the real truth. There is no harm in telling the truth if you're in the right. Right. Person who's never been in trouble with the law. If you're in the right and you know your story is the truth, there's no there's no backlash you're going to get from telling the true story. Right? right. But the fact that the story has changed so many times means that both sides are lying and there's some truth somewhere in between. His side, her side, and the truth. For sure. That's what we got to think about. I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. What do y'all think to, to make this perspective, junkies? Like, what junkies, do y'all feel junkies, like junkies. if... You know, kids are seeing this like, and and the youth are observing this. Do y'all feel like this has negative impact on the minds, or you feel like they just gonna be like, hey, it's, it's another case, drama? Mm. I think it's just another bit of drama. There's been larger drama that we've seen in the past two decades, two two years. I think. Yeah. I think. I think, and this is a I stand in disagreement with y'all. I'm like if. If um of course if Megan is is found to be you know I guess her her situation was to be true and it's her side of course it's apologies uh, I obviously am gonna say hey my bad I definitely did not believe you in that situation so that's the the case but if it's the other side of it, it's toward I think it's the beginning of like like I tell you guys it's a cultural movement and I think it a lot of it is from several different areas Anything the government that a woman says can be taken as true yeah and I'm well, no but I think it's a cultural movement in the like we're in a time period where I think everybody. It's a time, it's like, it's ripe for people to question what's going on. And I see actually a cultural movement reverting a little bit back to like how we were 2010, 2011, like before, I would say like a little like a cultural revolution where things just got a little different. There was a couple little things that changed significantly to me that a lot of people had like, oh, it's always going to be there. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm like, I think the Corona situation us being on lockdown for two years and as more evidence comes out that people are like skeptical on the way we handled it, it already kind of gets everybody thinking like, hmm, that's interesting. I think there's an inflation that's going crazy right now. So people are questioning government like, hmm, that's interesting. Then you go and you jam the the Roe v. Wade The people, there's a moral thing that people are like, hmm, like I thought that was forever. But now that it's on the table, is it, you know, they question these and then it's called people like Kevin Samuels, a figure that would say a message that you would see, you would think would be unpopular based on the the popular, you know, the Twitter opinion. Like it's 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 against that. So it's like, why did he become so popular? Because people are itching for a return to like just 
be real. Like, just say what it is, how you feel, how you thinking. We're kind of, I think there's going to, there's a limit to political correctness. There's a limit to, I think, some, some type of ideas that kind of, even things that just people know not to be true. The concept here that it's being challenged is not, do we question all women or do we not believe all women? The question is, uh, we just question the theory that's like, is all, are all women telling the truth always? That theory, which is clearly not true. That there's no way that can be right. I don't. I'm not wondering. I know it to be wrong, but I do know that it's contentious, or it, it makes people feel a way. It it, it it touches them in a way to be like, oh, you don't believe all women? Like, no, I don't. And like, tell me the story, explain the situation around it, and then I believe. Same with men. I don't believe all men. There's no. And I think sometimes people push it like, oh, you're going. Well, I'm like, we're going to get to the point where people are ready to go towards the middle. It's just the same with the mask and the the vans. I'm like, no. Some people question the vaccine. Was it was it blow? Was it clearly that it helped and it worked? They question. People are going to question the use and mandates of masks. Like, hey, did, were we supposed to have masks for two years straight, or was it you know skeptical? Could we have done six months? Could we have done three months? Was everybody supposed to be out of school for two years? Was everybody supposed to be out of work? Is there any financial uh, conclusions or? consequences to us stopping the economy for that long or was it the right and as you do all this people pick up the new because like it's a big we're a part of the history books our generation can no longer we ain't gonna look at it the same way we looked at it 10 years ago before we saw like wow like some people went wrong with this or this mindset took us a whole different way you got to think even with a trans a transgender male participating in winning a women's ncaa event in the swimming meet these are the type of cultural events that push the whole society. It affects black, Hispanic, white. People are like, wow, if you can go that crazy or you did something that was that wrong or against the rules, etc., then I need to start thinking about everything because I can't just trust that the powers that be or society will come to the right answer. Society let a man win against all the women in the swimming meet. Mm-hmm. So why do, I, why do I know, like, let me look back at sexuality and gender. Does this make sense that these are two different categories? Can a person choose it, et cetera, et cetera? And people start questioning everything. The answers become more average than what I think people think they are. I think people think there's always 20 different groups with 20 different opinions. I'm like, no, when we're in periods of success and wealth and comfort, we start to divert and become like, hmm, what do you think? What do you think about the world? What is the reasoning? When when it's struggle time, I think we become more as a group. Like, hell no, nah, we can't do that. We got to get back on the rules. We, I think we just unify more in times of economic struggle, cultural struggle, et cetera, et cetera. And I think we're reaching maximums. We're reaching maximum ideas of sexuality and gender. We're reaching maximum ideas of economic. We're, we're, I think people are starting to understand, hey, are we supposed to have a whole bunch of grown men that don't understand you know, anything about fiscal policy to understand why, hey, you can't just give X amount of money away. You can't just take away this amount of jobs in the economy and expect no bounce back. Do we have a lot of people that can really explain religion? Do we have anybody who's like an academic scholar to understand why religion is important or why this law is not necessarily just obvious to everybody? Do we have people that know Atlanta is not really representative of the greater American society that, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's just the time period we're in. Like, I think this leads to people questioning everything more. You know what I'm saying? What I say to that, Cody, is that I think in times of prosperity and times of great wealth, that is when you see the most, that's when you see the most divergence toward or away from the norms, right? You think about, I'm going to take it back a long time ago, but I'm going to take it back to the dark ages and the beginning of the Renaissance, right? Like, Europe has started to thrive, but they were still not washing their ass on a daily basis or weekly or monthly basis, right? 
but they were able to take some advice from the Moors. They were able to take the literature from the Ottoman Empire and create this this moment of renaissance or enlightenment is what it was called back in Europe, right? Where this birth of ideas and art and culture came about, right? People started to question the norms that they were that they were born into in the feudal ages. They started to question the right of first night. Like, am, is it really okay for me to give give this feudal lord the right to my wife's wife, wife's punani on night one? Is that really okay? Is it really okay for us not to be washing our ass on a daily basis? Is it really okay that we're not good at math on a on a, con- a continent wide basis and i think the fact that we have these moments of idle time is a good thing right it allows us to think about things a little bit deeper and more critically than we would be if we were still sitting in the rat race if we were sitting in traffic for an hour and a half every day right if we needed to be in an office for 8 hours a day if we were worried about going to this party every friday and saturday night we don't have the time to think critically about some of these things that we naturally take as truths because we're not so bogged down in the day to day. We have moments to think and really start to analyze what's really going on. So I think that's a that's a benefit and a notion of of um, of having moments of prosperity in your country. I you think know, it's a cycle. Think I think it's a cycle. What I, I mean by that, that also. What I, I mean by that, that is this: they were, we're even, even right. Even yeah. re- I think a lot of people think of religion, and this is the the time. This is the way I viewed religion growing. Is I think, think my senior years and my early years of college is like it is the mindset of people who blindly believe. There's a level of ignorance in it that doesn't answer the obvious harshness of of life to a certain degree. And I think. But there's traditions and reason behind it as well. So, what's your example with the uh, during the um, what's that word? Dark Ages. The Dark Ages, and then uh, no, the Renaissance. Is it the Renaissance? Renaissance. Yeah. yeah. During the Renaissance, people go and they 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 uh, technological enlightenment. Advance, enlightenment. Yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah, yeah, enlightenment. enlightenment. So, so yeah, they have the enlightenment. What's called? They go into a lot of technological advancement, a lot of changing their 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 social norms. However. What people don't conclude, and this is what I think in my personal, they say personal research, they say, oh, you're a conspiracy theory. My, life. my personal research, it I'm like this. <laughs> it, it did grow, but there also, nobody talks about what are the ills of lack of belief in God or lack of belief in tradition. You can actually pin some of our biggest tragedies throughout the uh, the 21st century, like like 1900 all the way to 2000, whether it be the, the communist revolution. One of the biggest things was lack of religion. One of some of the biggest powers that you would say were against America in these time periods were people that you when you take away the belief in an ultimate power, you then take away the stability of your society because you have a different morality pattern. Mm-hmm. And I think it's deep, like to the point where academic like that. That's what I guess intrigued me in coming back in religion is realizing that, oh, some of the baddest academic intellectual men understood that there's something very deep and inherent about the need of a belief in an ultimate power. And I think. We get into time periods like that. Like I think in the uh, in Germany or in in China, like some of the biggest things that that take them away from the freedoms or the the financial uh, wealth that maybe we may have experienced in certain periods is not having strong values or beliefs in areas where we do believe. Like we may believe in freedom of speech where that is not inherent. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have to understand, not everybody believes in that. Like that wasn't in the code of our past. That's not necessarily guaranteed in the future that everybody can express themselves how you want to. So made up that's thought. that's yeah. actually something that you have to fight for. Mm-hmm. The belief that slavery is wrong. Like I, we also we all we often have the the concept that well, you know, America committed this 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 wrong. I'm like, 
intellectuals, if you really study, you got to think, you have to take your new information and realize, did it stop? Did slavery stop? Are there people still being enslaved? Then you have to now study what is the thing that caused certain nations to practice slavery in modern day, given the technology and all the information. Why are they still doing that? What morality? What code of honor? What's their religious beliefs? What's their spiritual beliefs? I don't think it's just always money. Because I'm like, we would do if if it was just for money, I think that we do it now because of money. There's saying, private, there's private prisons. No, I'm saying, I'm saying we would say it's just when I'm like, you're a moral cat. There's people who are in who love money in America who would say I would never enslave a person for it. I would never actually get cause now. a person to. And yeah. I'm saying, yeah, now I'm saying, but we have to think there are people who are doing it now, even in the idea of imperialism or or taking over another nation. That we may say, hey, uh, we've done negative things in another country. I'm like, but you have to question what causes a person in this day to think I can just go take over another nation. Like to have the idea, you have to be like, what contributes to this? Like, it's not God, just the religion. And you could say that I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't believe that the people that in, engage in these, in these, uh, these conquests and takeovers, they tend to be people who have a different. More of, I'm like you. The, the the common idea, I guess you guys are saying that the leaders of you know the most recent imperialism have been, I guess, religious people. I'm like, I think that a lot of them have been atheists. Even in religious stories, there oh, is people is wearing niggas out. Moses and Joshua killed thousands of people getting to the promised land. So in, in okay, we can even say for for the, I'm only, I'm always bringing recent, the most recent one. Okay, in the uh, what's called God, Ma- Golden Glory. We all know about about uh, Mao Zedong. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The starvation of millions of Chinese people. Mm-hmm. What was the religious belief of Mao? He was Taoist. Tao, right? He was Tao? I believe that he was a, he like was he was a to, no no guy kind of no guy. guy. They try to take on as if they're like prophets and or like they are gifts from God and they have the right to most leaders, yeah. yeah. What about and what about Hitler? Hitler definitely thought he was a gift from God. And yeah. what what religion and he, was he? He was a Christian, but he thought he thought that God's did he not practice person, atheism as well? Did he not promote atheist atheist beliefs? Catholicism was the religion of Germany, wasn't it? During the time that 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 the Hitler, Hitler and Nazis uh, took over, yeah, they separated themselves from religion. I would say, okay, we well, even Stalin as well, and the Russians. I think all of Eastern Europe was Catholic. Nah, man. they don't believe in God, bro. They Are don't you telling me this based on like, research, or is it, is it a thought? I'm saying no, seriously, like that part of the way that you can separate the part of the way that you shift the culture is it's very difficult to do so when everybody is like, I believe in a higher power. Therefore, I cannot disobey you. I cannot disobey the higher power by following you in order to become like a dictator or a person that really runs it like that. Mm -hmm. Part of it is the removal or either you put yourself to be the God. Or you don't believe in a God. You believe in the material world. You get what I'm saying? Like, the problem with it, though, is that it's, it's down to interpretation. And, like, a leader can change the interpretation of a country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, even for, if you're talking about slavery, like, they use Christianity as, like, you got to turn the other cheek. This is just what it's got to be because this is the right thing to do because this is what God, you know what I'm saying? Like, And they did. And I'm just saying, with that, I always say... I was on that at one point. I just, to me, the biggest change, I'm like, I also realized what caused the people to stop it was Christianity. And I have to compare it to what group, what group ended it the quickest. New Christianity Uh, forced people to stop it. Whatever the case may be. I'm like, what, what other groups ended it without actually losing a war? What in historically speaking, what groups were in power and just said, Hey, we all free. Like we decided, we've decided amongst, we've decided, look, 
this is not something we should go we should not do like uh, if you can give me an example i can't think of any example where people lose power and it's not based on somebody dying no i'm saying give you an example of of a religious reason of a group that was in power so example we could say white white people were in power and at one point Civil War. and they committed to and they and they uh believed in slavery but the justification against slavery was also christianity so if we say the thing the justification that caused, for slavery was I'm saying, but if you end it as well, and it was a practice that was commonly held, what were the other reasonings for ending slavery? Like what, what other what other group that? Because I'm like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm only going against the the, huh? the, the the statement that you guys made. It kind of suggests, and a lot of people say this like slave like religious religious beliefs kind of are closely correlated to the ills of society. And I'm saying I think. I do agree that they have they they played a part in it, but I the def, the thing that made me change my tone was I realized at like on some not even believing as an atheist when I once was I was like damn like all the people that got right was religious like there the the urge to change and move different typically comes from religion so I'm like I have to factor that in. I can't even look at it and I'm like I don't know any group that it doesn't believe in a higher power. That was able to do some of the social things like the changes don't match up with Greece, Romans, uh, uh, the Persians during their time. It doesn't make sense. Like, why did we just all of a sudden decide to I'm like, it actually is a it's proof of like something moral is actually inherent but, in religion. You know, so that's like, what, I, what I would say is that, like, I do feel like religion can ground a, a society at the same time. It can be. It can be the inverse of that. You know what I'm saying? You mean like, grounded in bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's why I feel like eventually somebody has to have the natural core human morale that, oh, these are people too. Maybe yeah. they should be considered within what we're considering with this religion. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's I don't, the- you know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily know if religion is enough. You know what I'm saying? It has to be like human guilt, human morale of like, this is kind of another human. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like. They were like, kept praying, kept praying, and then like, like they just realized that, wait, these black people are, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think people were always kind of questioning it, and then it just kind of multiplied. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I can't give the whole credit to Christianity if that was what fueled it as well. Correct. I think it's underlying, but I'm like, I think it's underlying. underlying. Yes. It, it's Christianity Chris- underlying. Like, for example, if you were in a society where people, they rape to to have children right. they may they sacrifice their children they do the things that are not even inherent in the structure of our american country or christianity right. and then a person rises up and says you know what i decided all that was wrong you are proof that it's a true morality right. but i'm like in reality in our historical what we've seen it actually is always the result of some level of a belief that is telling us we must change these norms I don't like what is the evidence of a person just saying from my morale, from what I believe in, mm-hmm. be nice to people. What, what group of atheists or what group of lack of it doesn't because science and logic will always say if I can control it, I take it for my people. Like there is science and, and, and just logic is what I, I leaned on for a little. bit. I'm like, it lacks. It does not have humanity. You get what I'm saying? Like it because the humanity is not natural. I have a question: Animals don't have humanity; they does, they kill. You know what I'm saying? Like does does opening our minds up to religion make us more acceptable or more restrictive? I think it makes you it. I think that disciplining yourself makes you more restrictive of certain behaviors, which makes you free. That's another lesson I've learned. So, example, like they'll say that the freedom to do all drugs makes you free. No, the freedom to to have access to it, but you actually say no. Is actually what makes you free. You're disciplined in it. And mm-hmm. some people don't have that discipline. So if you as a society 
put some restrictions on it, you actually give people a certain level of freedom. Like if you were to actually say, hey, at any bar, we'll give anybody liquor that as long as they want, even though you clearly look too impaired to drive home. Mm-hmm. Or you're not Technically, it would, some people would say that's more free. But in reality, because you are, some people are alcoholics and we know some people can't control their limit, you've actually made the society tethered to their, their addictions. I think you know what I mean? that's, <laughs> like, where we have to, that's where we have to truly define freedom. Freedom is the ability to do whatever you want, understanding the consequences, right? Understanding the consequences of whatever you do, right? True freedom is not doing whatever you want without any consequences. That's not freedom at all. That's 100% agree. Ignorance. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and I'll give Cody this that I do think I'll agree with the, the, the fact that people can do bad with religion and without religion. Facts. But the good typically is coming from some type of religion that grounds them. That's and what I, I mean. Think, so I think there's I so agree. much bad that comes out of the religion, though. I think I've it seen Waco on Netflix. Waco. Waco. Waco was a cult. It was a cult in, oh, like, in like Waco, Texas. Right? There's the the leader of the cult thought he was the uh, he told his people he was the second coming of Christ. Right? right? And everybody believes him. He was a Christian though. Right? Right. The pilgrims, gold, God, and glory. They were Protestants. They were trying to escape the Catholic Church, but they were also Christians. Right? But right. they led to this era of slavery that we had in the states right? right so i think there is there is an equal amount of evil that can be taken from every religious doctrine right. as there is the equal amount of good that can be taken from religious doctrine yeah. i think it takes a special person to be able to read between the lines of whatever is in that religious text to say this is how we should really be doing it right but there's also the same amount of people who say who take who read in between the lines and take something bad and say nah this is how we're going to do it in my camp Right. Yeah. So I think that religion can take you either good or it can take you bad. It truly depends on the person and where their heart is. Right. And that's truly what I believe. And yeah. also for bringing it to a to a, a to a macro level, it depends on what the country was built on. Right. And how the country believes at its core. Right. Whatever you believe in, that's what's going to take precedent, no matter what religion you you are. And I think what makes it difficult is like I, I can definitely recognize it and I agree with you totally, but. I guess we haven't had the chance to witness what an atheist leader would do yeah. with their morale. Like, is the natural human instinct without religion a showy like, atheist? You know what I'm saying? A showy atheist. Because right. I, I think 45 was an atheist, but like right. a showy atheist. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, we haven't been able to witness a super heavy morale from an atheist to say like. Oh, they can't lead us without the religion, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To get back to that grounded, uh, uh, proper society, you know what I'm saying? But because we've seen the good and the bads and the uglies with all of religion, you know what I'm saying? We can see that it can ground you or it can make you even more evil. Man. No, and, and, and I, I had that one reply to when you said about Waco or addiction. I believe that a lot of people believe that this is an idea that was told to me that I believe is true. There is no abstaining from religion it's just what you decide to make your religion so i think people don't wouldn't say it but i'm like a lot of people who don't believe in god as we speak right now they they almost worship the god of tolerance or they worship an ideal and put it in place of god that's a very that's a very christian thought for you to think that tolerance is an idol but go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it is. I'm like, for example, tolerance, uh, the idea of tolerance or the, uh, as an idol can make one, it can get to the point where we are right now. You believe your highest virtue in the, the religion of tolerance is just simply accepting people. It puts no, no guidelines. It has no structure. It has no formation on how to live. 
but you believe that the highest good for you is to be tolerant of others. And I think a lot of people have, they wouldn't say, oh, my religion is tolerance because they don't believe that that is a religion. But in reality, they orient themselves in a way as though, because they have, they live a life of, I don't feel proper speaking on anything. I don't have a stance on anything. I accept all. I just, uh, I just hope from somehow that from behaving this way, people will know how to behave. I'm like, you have to take a role eventually that says this is right, this is wrong. I'm like... Any any ideology that does not have rules mm-hmm. that cannot point to what is wrong, what is right, that is the actual L. Like like when he says that oh, we we can't point to something. I'm like a lot of people like it's very easy to be atheist in a world that kind of has a rule book. So then you only pick the holes of the weakest point. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, I get it. I'm like imagine really being a world where we do we go to war, we kill, we everything is on the table. And then trying to explain why that shouldn't be on the table without a rule. Mm-hmm. So why can we not kill people we don't like? Like really explain that without God. And I I'm see like, what it's you're difficult, saying. Difficult, you know I what I'm saying? To, to, to orient everybody like but that. But to that point, I, I think it, it really speaks to the fact that religion can be too nuanced for the common person, right? Christianity says hate the sinner, but lo- I'm sorry, love the sinner, hate the sin, right? How the hell am I supposed to love this person but hate what they do on a daily basis? And that's them at their core value. Like, what am I supposed to do? What direction does that give a person with no uh, secondary degree? What direction does that give a person who had no access to to a three hundred page books? Or it no gives access? them. It gives them the direction to not act on natural motion. So, example, like if you don't believe in God, your belief is the woman who cheats deserves to be publicly shamed and hated mm-hmm. by you if you're if you know the man or if you are a fan of the man unlike if you're a christian you believe she cheated i can say she's wrong but i shouldn't go too crazy on her that actually is the behavior that should be replicated and would cause more peace one one the natural your natural instinct is to hate what you consider wrong you know what I'm saying? like you the forgiveness in in itself is not necessarily natural and it's come from religion, but there has to be some goofiness, some weirdness, some esoteric but ideas. But if I tell you, Cody, the shirt you got on right now is fucking hit, bro. I don't know why you wore that shit. Okay. You're going to think that I believe you can't dress. That's me hating the person. Not not me hating your shirt because it's ugly. It's me hating the person because you can't dress. So I, I think whenever you hate the person, I'm sorry, whenever you hate the sin, no matter what it is, there's always the ability for somebody to take that personally and think, you know, this is who I am as a person. Because you don't, because you hate the thing that I did, or the thing that I'm wearing, or the thing that I'm doing, you hate me. Right, and I think that is a that's a worldly, non-religious view. Because to take identity in your activity is a worldly view. You get what I'm saying? Like I may think I like women a lot. Mm-hmm. I should be in a monogamous relationship, but I like women a lot because you like you dislike because someone dislikes a person who has attraction to several women you get i'm like it's not the same i'm like to that it's point, the doesn't the world make my identity my activity we're talking about ysl right mm-hmm. we were talking about ysl they were talking about murdering and killing people right just because they did it does that make them murderers the christian the christian view would not say that i look at them forever i'm just hating them the christian view is that you got to atone for it mm-hmm. you got to go to jail right. but i don't necessarily hate you but the natural if you did not believe in a higher power could be yeah, you are the murderers, y'all. Okay. So I hate you. But in the same breath, those who are super heavy and they're like, oh, he's going to hell. Or they think all the gays are going to hell. Like, I think the issue with religion is people can pick and choose what rule they want to follow yeah. from it. And it's not like 
like I would say like for Muslim people, they follow the religion strictly, but in like fully dominated Muslim countries, they're a little bit more volatile because they're following so strictly that they stoning people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like the fact that humans can still make the choice to pick and choose. I think we would have a better shot of just making a human moral code and regardless of your religion, you got to follow it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And the critique would be, I mean, I would think that a country's laws are, are what you're explaining, but the critique would be the human values don't align with my personal values. If you don't predicate it with, I guess, a, a higher being, then it's like, why do I follow your rule? And then the second example would be, I give that there is a, the religion whole is that it seems a little harsh on certain lifestyles. We would seem, oh, it's not as bad, but I'm like, the only thing is that the other, the biggest critique against no religion is that you believe if, if you don't believe anything to be inherently wrong, do you essentially, if you, the essential, the, the thing about you is that you have no punishment for people who do commit the wrong, no shame upon it. You, you either believe them to all be even, or you believe them to just be a natural act. Like if you truly believe in no God, what is the, what do you believe other than the punishment? Like if you get caught, uh, getting like i guess legally punished for stealing you may say though that's the taking of property but what would be your reasoning for infidelity what is your shame among upon infidelity you know what i'm saying like and and is it strong enough to motivate a society we can't assume that every atheist is like there is no do what you want you know some atheists are like moral you know what i'm saying i agree i agree so like i want to put good energy and that's what i'm going to get back because i feel like there's still going to be something that comes in return from me putting something into the world. Right, right. And I'm just saying what you're really doing is like it's you you cheat coding a little bit from the, the the foundation of something that protects you. And what I and the example I keep giving you guys, I'm like, it is difficult for someone in a real situation of wildness, no religion, no God to come to the conclusion that I do right just for the sake of doing right. There's nothing protecting you from violence. You just give out coconuts to everybody in the tribe. No, you actually behave in a more animalistic, basic, I got to be straight because nothing's protecting me from someone trying to kill me. Like the thing that allowed. Now, if you're in a society where seven out of 10 people believe in God, so people scared to rob. A lot of people are, they'll hide their lies. They don't want to rape. They don't want to whoop your ass. They ain't talking to you directly. Then it's easier to be the person that's like, even without God, I believe that I'm striving towards positivity. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, are you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're working, you you have the protection of a religious system that makes your lifestyle positive. I'm like, I don't know if you necessarily, you would be equivalent to like, think of pagan societies, like the first men on earth mm-hmm. who did not believe in a higher power. Think of you coming up with a concept of morality in that time period without the belief. I'm like, they they didn't organize their stuff until they started believing or practicing traditions. Like, mm-hmm. humans did not, it's a part of the involvement. Like, it, you can't get to it without kind of believing in something. You don't, if you can't get the team to unite, we gonna kill each other mm-hmm. tomorrow. Like, that's almost guaranteed if you don't get us to unite us. And I just think that's the biggest critique. Like, I'm like, a lot of atheists, for example, like, it's like you're, you adopt the traditions, and this is the biggest critique someone said again. Like when I was looking at videos, I talked about when I was an atheist, and I like looking at videos about it. And I'm like, a lot of people say your lifestyle is only there, or your beliefs is under is it's kind of like Christianity minus the hardest questions that Christians can't answer. And I'm like, it is. 
So it's basically saying you believe everything the Christians believe except for gays is cool. Uh, you don't know if you can def- definitely prove the existence of a higher being. And maybe one other rule is essentially the atheist platform. I'm like, that's not, you know what I'm like, it's so damn near 85% of Christianity, Judea- uh, Ju- Judaism, and other religions. And that is I'm what like, I'm getting at. You don't need religion to be moral, right? Like you can, you can have a society where you say good in produces good out. If you do good to other people, you're going to get good back to yourself. That, if that one statement hits every single religion. Why? Why does why do you statement? need? But I'm saying like those basic statements that you get to, it seems simple, but it's not really odd. like it takes years of training to get. When you're teaching a kid, why do you need to share? Why do you need to do these nice things? I'm like good and are you good saying, out. If you share with somebody, they're gonna share with you. It's not easy, but that's not true. Add, that's not necessarily also, true. I want to also add in, in the parentheses of it, like now. Like, of course, when you're building the society, I think it did need to be grounded in something to make them feel the the fear and the guilt. But I think moving forward from here, it's not the same requirement. Not to say that, that people shouldn't, but like the when you reference the pagans of, yeah, like, yeah, that and there in that time, we kind of needed to chill everybody out. Mm-hmm. I think now we have been accustomed to living by some type of code of morality. And, you know, people going to veer off, they veer off. But most people are still trying to live by a certain code. And even in America, we're in a melting pot of different religions. There's still a code of ethics of like, I still want to live within the, these bounds. You know what I'm saying? And so like, That's I fair. think now atheism is not as dangerous because because America is filled with so many different religions. We're not going off of it like. We're following the Christian customs. We have natural rules. Well, we let me follow. let me give you an yeah. example of like a reason why I another reason why I question is like, do you believe that people who believe a man is a woman and a woman is a man are also Christians in most in most parts? Do you believe that they are even or any major religion? Do you believe that those groups well, include ba- each other? What's the basis of being a Christian? That the that Jesus came to this earth at full flesh, died for my sins. And then return to heaven. Uh, so, do you think that people that uh, many people that practice that would also say that a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man? I think that these are some of the inherent wisdoms and truths that we think. Oh yeah, everybody. I'm like, no. Our our current system is evidence that if you do step away from it, mm-hmm. even a logical, went to college four to, six, to eight years, educated person can be skeptical on things that I'm like, it actually seems pretty obvious to the, the, the common, some things that education cannot provide, that wisdom and tradition can provide. But Men and not, women are separate. But it's not obvious. In my, I stated the gospel. The gospel is the Jesus came as full flesh and full God, died for my sins, and then retreated, not retreated, and then ascended back to heaven. Came back, went to hell, defeated Satan, rescinded back to heaven. There's nothing in there that says a man is a man, a woman is a woman. There's nothing in there that says... You, uh, you on have the first to opposite sex. There's nothing in there that says you can't steal from somebody else. So you would say you would say in Genesis he does not clearly mark mark the difference the different days that he made Genesis man. Genesis isn't woman. the gospel though. What is what, what, Genesis what's your isn't the gospel? The gospel doesn't begin the the gospel doesn't become manifest until the New Testament. Okay, well the Bible, the, the Bible. Just, I was just, I was just saying in, in, in general what 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 I was trying to say by that is this: if you do not accept certain certain old school truths you're open and you're questioning you spend time on on things that should not be a deep complex matter and you guys may say that hey i actually do believe that 
that gender and sexuality are so fluid that it should be something like maybe you can be a woman as a man, maybe you can be a man as a woman. I'm like, sexuality I think gender no. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think, I think either or. I'm like, I actually believe that's evidence of okay, a smart person, a very almost a genius could. If you don't believe in this, you are free to believe in a lot. Because I'm like, as I think of myself as a deep thing. I'm like, when you really challenge it without a belief in this, you cannot just assume the belief in this. It actually requires that you accept, eh, eh, eh. Yes, you accepted three things that are not obvious. And then now from there, you can believe, okay, this is that. I'm like, even we can think of war in example, from a historical context. Mm-hmm. War in and of itself, you, you could say that killing is, is bad, period. Or you could say killing for certain reasons is bad. Killing these reasons is bad. I'm like, because I'm like, when people are trying to invade you, killing is not necessarily wrong. You get what I'm saying? But if you were to grow up in a mindset, it's like... Uh, that's more so science based, more utilitarian. You would con- you could come to conclusions that are more so, hey, whoever is the strongest person deserves to repopulate the earth. So we kill whatever. You know what I'm saying? And and although it sounds harsh, how can you explain the opposite without without in, in, infusing some type of morality that's not proven? It's not stamped. In the that's what I'm saying. Like it organizes us by giving us like. 10 to 15 rules that we as a world, not even in different religions even agree mm-hmm. on these like 10 to 15 rules that kind of make it more simple. And then we let our smart people, our personalities, our atheists, et cetera, et cetera. They can come up with a lot of little, but think about that thing. And that's okay. We want that type of thing. But I'm like, I just think you're working off the backs of, of a foundation that is actually rooted in religion and old school ancestral thought and wisdom. I'm like, and that's the only thing that kind of got me, I guess that swayed me. I'm like, I was going for logic. I'm going for reasons, and I could not get logical conclusions to why I behave the way I behave without spirits, or you know what I'm saying, without touching something that's not tangible. And as I'm like, damn, okay, so that's what I would conclude is the limits of atheism. Like the limits is that it don't give you the real truths of of why you live. It don't give you purpose. It doesn't. All it does is answer a couple of like. Yeah, it just it gives you a little like funny skeptical. You know, dinner topics to to think about, but it don't give you the why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? What is the role and purpose to the same degree? And it doesn't organize society in that way. So you know, that's my thing. But yeah, I mean, we can go on this loop. POW perspective mm-hmm. of the week. All right. Yeah, POW. We so, haven't done that in a minute. Yeah, for facts, for facts. Um, so I guess I'll start it off. You know, my perspective of the week. Poof. Mm. It's been a week. Um, <laughs> what them kids been on? We had the graduation season and everything like that. So my perspective of the week, though, is something I, I did. I was talking to a, a life coach that I'm considering. Fatima? Um, nah, I should. I should. <laughs> I'm just considering. You know, I'm in that flirting stage of, of the life coach thing. But um, pretty much it was like something that kind of resonated with me was that um, she had me think of – what it would be like, you know, three to five years from now, if I had accomplished all the goals that I said, and like, what are the feelings that would come for that? And she was like, what if you could make that feeling reoccur every day? Hmm. And it kind of was like, hmm. Sounds like goal said. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of just put in perspective for me that like, how can you feel that feeling of accomplishment of a goal or like, you know, set up the mini goals for yourself on a daily basis so that you feel rewarded and refreshed and, and accomplished for each day. And so that's my perspective of the week. I haven't figured it out yet, but that's something that like, I think we should all strive for in the end is like, 
making sure every day feels like a five-year goal accomplished, mm-hmm. and, you know, whether it's a small goal or a big goal. No, I like that. And what I took from that is like always chase a win, right. even if it's a small win. Like every day you should have a win, at right. least two, right. whether that's in work or social or personal. You got to yes. have a win. I got Cody, Cody used my restroom earlier and like I got have a, a list of tasks that I needed to complete on a daily basis. Right. And whenever I check off all four of those boxes, I feel accomplished. Like that's my thing. Like I won today. I right. did my thing. The day did not beat me because I was able to get these things done. So right. I feel you. I feel you. My perspective of the week uh, comes from my therapy journey. Um, so I started therapy probably no October of last year ish sometime frame. And I've been with the same therapist, Ms. V, for the past six six months or so. And the, earlier this week, she called me and she was like, hey, I'm leaving the practice straight like that. I was like, damn, well, my insurance pays for my therapy. So I don't know how I'm about to pay you. Uh, <laughs> so this might be our last time talking. Um, but what I took from that was like in our last conversation is you don't need a specific person to continue to to push through the the boundaries, the walls that you have built up in yourself or even the 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 shortcomings that you might find in yourself. Right. You may need a support system in your corner to help you uh, identify those things. Chances are you don't. If you're a thinker and you know yourself, you don't need somebody else to help identify those obstacles that you need to overcome. But at the end of the day, it's all up to you on whether you're going to uh, achieve those things and overcome those or not. Right. And it comes down to a want to do it. Not I have to do it, not because somebody else told me to do it. It's you. Whatever you want to do, you're going to get done. If you wake up in the morning and you say that I don't want to go to work, you're not going to go to work, right? You're going to do everything in your power to not go to work. There's the there's a quote that you that you hear all the time. A crackhead is not going to smoke is isn't going to not smoke crack one day just because they don't have a dollar. They're going to find a way to get that dollar to smoke some crack. You feel (laughs) me? That's how we should be with our obstacles and our walls that we feel, right? Or that we see on a daily basis. If we see something that needs to be corrected in us, we have to have a desire to fix those things. It can't be anybody else's desire. It can't be anybody else's push to fix those things. It's got to be you. That's my POW. Uh, For me, I think it's just perspective of the week for me would have to be pushing yourself to do what I feel like your purpose is. And I think... Recently, last couple of episodes, I feel like we've touched on more contentious issues, issues that have a little bit more drama associated with them. And I felt like challenged. I felt like I feel my purpose more significantly when we speak on things like that, because I know it takes confidence to even express your opinions. I know we have a, a small little audience that listens to tunes in. But even then, it feels like you when you expose your ideas or you expose your thoughts you feel seen. You feel like, you know, okay, well, people can can b- build conclusions of where you stand, where you feel just off that. But I felt like as I listened to, you know, podcasts, do my little warm up before I go do an episode, I felt like it, it hit me like, wow, like you really doing what I think was meant to be for me or in, in my life. And I feel like I'm walking with a little purpose and stuff like that. So I think that just, you know, anybody can take that message that there is going to be challenges with whatever pathway you decide to go. But it's if you feel like you're doing what you're meant to be doing, it's going to feel right. Mm. You're going to almost feel it in your heart. Like this is kind of this is the right pathway. Like it might be hard, but it's the right steps. I'm not, I don't think I'm doing the wrong steps. And that means a lot to me. I think a lot of people walk every day and they don't necessarily feel purpose sometimes or you don't necessarily feel like. I'm doing what, you know, God has set out for me to do. But I'm like, no, nah, I actually feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm actually following the plan and, you know, up or down, bad or, or good. It's This is how it's supposed to be. Like, I, I don't think I'm veering off. And I don't know. I know there's been times where I didn't feel that way. And there's been times that I have. 
So I think for everybody, just be be willing to understand there's going there's going to be some rain, but stay on your stay your course. Yeah. Climb your mountain. You know what I'm saying? I Find think your that why. statement works both ways, Cody. Like you can feel when you're doing something right, but you can also feel when you're not in the right space. Right. Well. right. Pay attention to your body. Pay attention to your mind. Pay attention to how your body reacts to certain situations, certain people, because all that really matters. All that really does. Facts. That's real. And you guys follow us on P Junkies Podcast on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. We appreciate everybody. Make sure you leave a comment, like, or subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Peace. And for those who can't, that are strictly listening, our boy Tommy G's hair looks great. Hey, yeah. He braided up. Braided up. Braided up. Braided up in his bitch. Got the barrels in his own. Peace. Peace.